Aloha and welcome to another episode of the English 2.0 podcast. My name is Al and thank you again for joining me today. If it is your first time joining us, thank you so much for downloading and watching the English 2.0 podcast and welcome to the English 2.0 community. So today we're going to do part two in our fluency series. If you missed episode one or part one of the fluency series, I highly encourage you to go back and check that one out. In part one, we talked about some of the challenges that many of you are facing. You emailed me and you told me, Al, I'm having trouble with fluency. So we talked a little bit about that. Today, I'm going to share with you a little bit about my journey in Japanese or with my Japanese studies. And I faced a lot of the same challenges. We're going to talk about that and how I discovered the one change that I made that you can also make to help really, really elevate your fluency. We're also going to talk about the three hurdles to fluency and how you can overcome those or jump over them, we'll say. So before we do that, I want you to go over to alsensei.com forward slash idioms where you'll find my 25 hot idioms for 2020. Now, this is a PDF download. It is completely free. All you need to do is put in your email and name and I'm going to give those right to you for free. Now, the, these are hand-picked idioms, expressions, natural phrases that I put into this uh, hot idioms for 2020. So if you're still saying, you know, idioms like it's raining cats and dogs, you know, stuff like that, that you learned long time ago and nobody says that anymore. So update, elevate your idioms for 2020, get those, and I'm sure you'll get a lot from them. It's free, alisente.com slash idioms. Don't walk, run to get those right now. I'll wait for you. So I'd like to start today by sharing with you a little bit about my uh, Japanese studies and how I started and had a lot of the same challenges you did uh, with fluency. And when I, you know, after, you know, I studied for many years actually before I went to Japan. And I would tell people, hey, I can speak Japanese. And almost always the next question that people would follow up with was and still is, are you fluent? <laughs> so I would tell them, hey, I can speak Japanese. Oh, are you fluent? So it's almost, you know, always people want to know that question. And I was always a bit, I don't know, I couldn't answer it so clearly because I don't know, what does fluency really mean? And, you know, is their definition the same as my definition? I mean, do we, do we have the same idea in our mind? I mean, and even if I knew what fluency really meant, how could I really achieve it? Because I knew one thing, I realized one thing, you know, when I was struggling was that I felt really frustrated and I wasn't where I wanted to be with my fluency. So that's when it all hit me that one day, I'll never forget it, when I discovered the one change I needed to make to really increase my Japanese fluency. I was on the train of all things. I was in Tokyo. I was riding the train to work. And this is back before the days of podcasts, back before the days of smartphones. I was actually reading a book and I would take books to read on the train. So I was standing there and I was holding the little ring, you know, so I could balance myself. I was standing on the train and I overheard these two ladies next to me talking to each other. Now, of course, I, I was reading my book and I was, you know, just kind of, you know, over 
hearing what they were saying. And, you know, I wasn't being really creepy or anything. I was just kind of reading the book, but I was, at the same time, I was listening. So I wasn't really reading. I was kind of listening to what they were saying. And, you know, I knew a couple of things were true at that time, which could really help me. Number one was that, of course, they were Japanese, so they were, you know, native speakers of Japanese. And two, they weren't speaking for an audience. In other words, they were having a natural conversation with each other. They weren't teaching a lesson. So I knew that those two things, so that they were native speakers and that they were having a natural conversation. So I thought, okay, this is a golden opportunity to, to pick up something to really learn. And so I just started listening to the words they were using, the phrases they were saying to each other. And this one word kept coming up that, you know, I kind of had heard before and I knew the meaning, but I wasn't using myself. And the reason for that is because there was another word with the same meaning that I had learned in my class, you know, many years ago in my high school days, I learned this phrase with the same meaning. And so that's the phrase I'd always been using. But when I listened to these ladies talk to each other naturally, they wouldn't use the word that I learned in high school. They were using a different word. And I noticed this over and over and over, not only in that conversation, but after that, when I started to listen to my coworkers, my Japanese coworkers talk, my Japanese friends, and I started to put these things together. And I thought, why, why is this? Why do they use this? word and not the word I was using and you know whatever actually that doesn't it really doesn't matter because it is what it is right my goal is to speak fluent Japanese and natural Japanese so actually it doesn't really matter why what really matters is in this case the phrase they were using and if I could adapt it into my Japanese uh, my Japanese speaking and so that's when I realized the change I needed to make and that was I needed to have my brain operating in Japanese in other words I needed to think in Japanese I needed to learn more about the culture and I needed to immerse myself in native Japanese speaking and now, again, I know a lot of you are thinking, getting overwhelmed about, oh, how am I going to do that? It's impossible. No, it's a challenge. Don't get me wrong. But you can either take on the challenge or you can give up. So I took on the challenge and I outlined a plan, a study plan, and I followed it and it helped me get to where I wanted to be. And I'm going to share that with you a little later. But before we can talk about the plan, we really need to drill down and figure out, you know, what are the challenge, the actual challenges we're facing here. It's kind of, it doesn't really help to just kind of blindly go out and take something on, right? So that's why I wanted to talk about the three hurdles to fluency. Now, a hurdle, of course, is like you see in the Olympics when they race on the track and they jump over that little kind of gate thing that's called the hurdle, right? So if you think about, you know, these things are obstacles in your way of to getting to fluency, I've identified three of those, which we're gonna talk about right now. So the first one 
is what I call no confidence, okay? So that's when, again, you feel that you're nervous or you're unsure of what to say in certain situations, okay? You just, you feel very uncomfortable and even though you may be ready to speak, it just, it doesn't come out of your mouth, okay? Um, I've talked to lots of students like that where they can do the, the, the workbooks, they can do the paperwork very well, but when it comes to speaking, they kind of freeze up and it doesn't come out. I've seen that a lot in classes as well as uh, in meetings, things like that. Is that similar to your, to your case? So that's the first hurdle. Okay, the second hurdle, okay, once we've built up the confidence, you know, we're ready to get out there, we're ready to speak. The second hurdle is what I call no words, okay? So, you know, most of the people that are watching this, most of my students, you have enough vocabulary, you have enough knowledge to carry on a short conversation and it might not be as smooth as we want it to be. Perhaps we lack uh, a term or a word or a phrase in a certain case that might kind of stop our our speech when we talk and so that's the second hurdle is you know again kind of figuring out how to use the language we already have in order to speak more fluently as well as adding those words and phrases the natural expressions the idioms uh, that you need to be more fluent all right now once we have the confidence and once we have the words we're ready to go ready to get out there and we're ready to speak the third hurdle is no opportunities so this is something that i hear from a lot of students ow oh, there are no opportunities to speak english where i am all right now when i think about that or when i hear that from students it usually means one of two things or maybe both the first thing is they don't have time okay so there's no time to to speak the second thing is there's no people to speak with. All right, so I'm gonna talk about how you can overcome both of those challenges. And we're gonna do all of these in the next episode in part th three. <laughs> can I get my numbers right? No, part three of the Fluency series. So I want you to come back next week and che check out part three of the Fluency series. We're gonna talk about the plan and how you can achieve better fluency. We'll walk it through step by step and I really appreciate you joining me today. I will answer any questions you have. Your action plan for today is to email me, al at alsensei.com, and let me know which stage of those three hurdles are you on. Did you clear the first hurdle already? Are you confident? Or are you still facing confidence problems or challenges? Email me. If you've overcome hurdle one, you've jumped over hurdle one, you're on hurdle two, uh, you don't have the words, or you're not fluent in your speech uh, the way you want to be, email me, or if there's just no opportunity to speak, email me that. Whatever your hurdle you're on, email me, or you can comment on this post right below in the comments. I would love to hear back from you there. All right, so thank you so much. I'm gonna wrap up today's episode. Thanks so much for joining me on part two of the Fluency Series. Remember to go and check out alsensei.com idioms, and that'll help you with hurdle number two that we've talked about today and get started on your journey to English fluency. Thank you so much for joining me. 
and I'll see you next time on the English 2.0 podcast. Aloha and windy, windy.